we're not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kender Outdoors. Come on into the camp house and make yourself at home. Hey, welcome back to our camp house here at Kinder Outdoors. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. We really appreciate that. Front door to the camp house brought to you by Calming Care from the trusted name Purina. Calming Care, very gently, it's a probiotic for your dog, but it very gently over time settles the overbarker, the overjumper, the overactive dog. Maybe they've even destroyed furniture or carpet. Calming Care helps settle that dog. Not a drug, it very safely and naturally works over time. Learn more about Calming Care when you come see me at kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R, kinderoutdoors.com. It's a special show this week as we pause and reflect a little bit. Think back 20 years ago today, 9-11, where were you? That is a question that people not only here in the United States but around the globe could answer with GPS precision. 9-11, where were you? What were you doing when it all stopped? We'll ask that question to my friend Larry Wysoon as he joins us to talk about the importance of remembering the men and women that not only died that day but survived. Those 911 heroes that ran in those burning buildings, that served in the hospitals and the ambulances. And just how important and beneficial it is when we share our lives with them. Hey, you're going to meet a couple of really, really special guys on the show today. Both friends of mine, Tate Cruz, Dallas, Texas. Team Connor. What is that? Well, if you're an outdoorsman, it's a sporting clays shoot. It's coming up November 1st at the Dallas Gun Club. Tate wants you to come and shoot. He'll invite you to do just that later in the show today. But more than that, he wants you to help a kid with cancer. His story is compelling. I want you to get your checkbook or credit card number handy. I know that's asking a lot. Everybody's asking for that, right? It's not for me. It's not for Tate. It's for that kid that lives down the street. It's for that niece, nephew, granddaughter, maybe your own child, God forbid, stricken with cancer. Incredible research is being achieved as a result of the dollars raised by Team Connor. I do hope you'll hang out with us and learn more from Tate Cruz. Then we're traveling to Peoria, Illinois, where a dude from Minnesota is attempting to rewrite his record in the Guinness Book this weekend. And it, too, benefits others. His name is Jeff Kolodzinski. My friend Jeff goes by Kolo, and he is the marathon man. Come see me at kinderoutdoors.com and learn about this guy who, for 24 hours, one 24-hour period, in a year, starts catching fish, and he tries to catch a fish every second of the day of that 24-hour period. Last year, he caught 2,977 fish, one fish for every life lost on 9-11. Look it up. It's in the Guinness Book. He's not fishing against others. He's fishing for others. Colo must catch two fish per minute for 24 hours straight to break that record. Two fish per minute. He's been at it all night, and he's going to talk to us in just a few minutes at Kinder Outdoors. And every penny that he raises goes to Fishing for Life in support of their next-gen program and the local first responders of Spring Bay, Illinois. You're going to learn more about Fishing for Life, Colo, 
and what it takes to catch two fish per minute for 24 solid hours later today. I'm glad you're with us. Grab a cup of coffee and settle in. Was your dove season opener like mine? More mosquitoes than doves? <laughs> I'm hearing that from a lot of people. We've had so much rain in Texas and in a lot of places that the feed and the water is scattered. Therefore, the birds are scattered. They don't have to be concentrated. And a lot of the grain fields that we would normally hunt around, sunflower patches and whatever, are still green. They haven't dropped any seed yet. While I was hunting in West Texas last weekend, I got a text from a fellow who knows that says, you know, the majority of the birds are in northern Oklahoma. They haven't even made it down yet. If you're back at it today because you just love to do it, good luck. Send pictures. Teal season opens in Texas today. A lot of guys out around the water hole hunting those fast-flying little teal. I have one duck mounted in my home. It's a beautiful little green-winged teal. I think they're just gorgeous little birds. Gator season opened yesterday in Texas in the core counties for fall alligator. And, hey, it's that special time of year. A lot of folks traveling to the high country to hunt elk in the month of September. The elk are bugling, trees starting to turn color in some spots. And the elk cam is back at Kinder Outdoors. Watch live as Virginia's elk make their way through the day. Listen for the bugles and see those majestic elk live from the valleys of Appalachia. KinderOutdoors.com Anytime I see a note from my friend Marshall Tillman, I get excited because it's going to be good stuff, and it's no different this time around. Take a look at this beautiful bull elk that he sent me this week. Looks like a booner. Looks like he could just lean his head back and scratch his butt with those big, long antlers. Marshall also sent a video that you'll enjoy from near Estes Park, Colorado, his place up there. Several bull elk along the side of the road just going about their day. Hey, do you have a field trial dog that is just spastic before a run? He knows what's about to take place, and he's all over the place, bouncing off you, bouncing off the walls. Try calming care. It'll settle that dog without taking the hunt away. Calming care. Hi, I'm Walter Perry, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Coalition, the backbone for the important work and research that brings brighter days for our quails and the people that love them. With 12 chapters throughout Texas, there's ample opportunity for you to join the celebration. The money raised in our chapter banquets goes to various research projects conducted by folks like the Rolling Plains Quail Research Ranch in West Texas, Caesar Kleberg Wildlife Research Institute in South Texas, and all that pursue productive science-based work that sustains and restores wild quail populations. If you've ever followed your trusted bird dog into a setting December sun, or listened from the porch to the summer song of the bobwhite, then you know just how special this bird is. Populations have declined drastically across the U.S., and the last stronghold is Texas. Come and join the Quail Coalition. Attend a banquet. Bid at an auction. Be important to quail. Quailcoalition.org. Do you love to crappie fish as much as I do? Hey, Mr. Crappie, Wally Marshall, inviting you and your family to the Crappie Expo in Shreveport, Boulder City, October 1, 2, 3. 
The Crappie Expo is for everyone that loves to fish. More than 100 crappie fishing exhibits feature today's top gear, boats, electronics, and much more. The Mr. Crappie Invitational features the top 100 teams in America going head-to-head in the Red River Shootout Crappie Tournament. A quarter of a million is up for grabs. Woo-hoo. The richest crappie tournament in history. Don't miss the world's largest crappie fry at 11 o'clock on Saturday the 2nd. Fried crappie, taters, hush puppies, mmm, I'm also giving away $10,000 on Saturday and again on Sunday. You must be at the Crappie Expo to win. Cash is king. Crappie Expo 2021 is brought to you by Ford Trucks, Lose, Strike King, Riceland Rice Brand Oil, Humminbird, The Boat Shop, and Bayou Outdoors Superstore. CrappieExpo.com. Hey, CrappieExpo.com. Wow. From the deck of your private cabin overlooking the confluence of the famous White and Norfolk Rivers at Norfolk Resort Trout Dock, you can see crystal clear running waters that hold one of the world's greatest populations of rainbow and brown trout. In fact, this is the home of world record trout. You might be distracted, though, by the beautiful rolling Ozark Mountains that hold you during your stay. Just up the road a few miles is incredible bass fishing for largemouth, smallmouth, and spots. You'll find the best guides in the business at Norfolk Resort, and your boat is just a short walk from your cabin. Your guide will find a gravel shoal perfect for preparing a hot shore lunch with fresh-caught trout and all the trimmings. You'll think about a nap after lunch, but there's more fish to catch and river to explore before retiring to your fully furnished riverside hideaway. Sound good? Of course it does. Norfolk Resort Trout Dock in Norfolk, Arkansas. NorfolkResort.com. I want to urge you to plan what will be the trip of a lifetime to Argentina. Hunt doves or ducks with my friends at Cordoba Doves. Lane Balky is the U.S. representative, and he's right here in Dallas-Fort Worth. Call him at 817-797-9020. Like me, you can plan your next trip of a lifetime with Lane Balky and Cordoba Doves. We pick you up at the airport, and you're in our care custody and control. All meals, all drinks, all eats are included in the package. Lane is a hunter himself, and when he describes that first morning that you'll witness in the field, it raises the hairs on the back of your neck. The first morning, the fly-off of the roost in the morning is spectacular. Birds almost as far as you can see, and they fly like that all day until sunset. Come on, let's go to Argentina. It's closer than you think. Visit CordobaDoves.com or give Lane a call, 817-797-9020. My name is Jose Grasso, the owner of JJ Caseria. Can see me in Argentina. been dropped off in a remote wilderness where the bears outnumber people 10 to 1 and the mosquitoes have been known to carry off full-grown moose lucky join us in camp and tell us about it at kinder outdoors on this 20th anniversary of 9-11 there's something really special going on and jeff kolazinski colo now known as the marathon man is attempting to catch two fish per minute for 24 straight hours. He started at 9.11 p.m. last night. He concludes at 9.11 tonight. I talked to him about it yesterday. Billy, it is so good to be back with you. You know, as a guy who fishes, we never fish enough. You would think that somebody is going to fish for 24 hours straight uh, would never fish at all, but I do get to fish. I just can't get enough of it. But this year I will be taking the bank once again. 
for a 24-hour fishing marathon fundraiser. For our friends at Fishing for Life, we're going to help some military families and our local first responders, and it is going to be a it's going to be the biggest year ever. Oh, it's going to be huge, and what a special way to remember 9/11 and those that uh, those that gave their lives and are willing to do so every day for us. Uh, somebody needed to step up and shine a positive light on them right now, and you're doing that. Thank you. Hats off. You know, honestly, Billy, um, I appreciate your your high five there. I have never been more sure of any endeavor, of any decision or initiative ever done in my life. You know what? When you plan something like this and all the plans that you put, right, we know they go astray and all that kind of stuff. And, oh, hell, it kind of jumped up and tried to de- derail things and weather and whatever else. But it is shaping up to be perfect weather. Um, the fishing industry has stepped up in a huge way. The local community has stepped up. And and I'm watching this come together. I'm so grateful uh, for all the work that the team has done. I'm happy to lean into it. But like you said, there are two groups that we want to bless. I mean, we really want to lift up our military families and our local first responders. And I like how you put that. You know, two groups um, that have sacrificed for us uh, ultimately, and then some that are working now. And I just want. Everyone who is serving, don't care if you're an EMT, first responder of any kind, police, fire, military family, those are the families that bear a heavy burden, keeping us free, keeping us well. And um, if you look around lately, I guess the best way to say it, Billy, is I want people in an unmistakable way to know that their service to our nation and to our communities is valued, regardless of what we see in media around us or whatever, and that compels me to take action. It compels me to go and find a coalition of people who are like-minded and raise uh, an awareness, raise some dollars to help these people out. And I know there's going to be a huge impact in the community after this weekend. Absolutely there is. Uh, I want to let everyone know uh, where you are, the nuts and bolts, what's going on here. You're, you're on a little lake uh, just outside of Peoria, Illinois, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? That is right. So it's a it's a property that's got a couple lakes and a really cool trout stream built in it. The the property is in Spring Bay, Illinois. It's called San Cody Lakes. You can find them sancodylakes.com and resort. Um, really cool place. Uh, it's a it's a small lake with a lot of fish, obviously. But I'm going to sit there for 24 hours uh, at that location, at San Cody Lakes, and catch all the fish I can in a 24 hour day. Uh, and the hope here is to be able to honor our military families and first responders on the anniversary of 9-11. This is about the 15th year I've done this kind of fish-a-thon. But this year is extra special. It's the 20th anniversary, if you can believe that, the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And we have always sought to raise resources for our military families. That's one of the things near and dear to my heart. So the folks at Fishing for Life, you can find them on the, on the Internet, fishingforlife.org. They've got a great program. It's called, they've got a number of great programs, but this one is called the Next Gen Program. And this one helps find mentors for families, of military families and local first responders and what have you. Sometimes when people are deployed, they're away from home and their kids need some help with algebra or going outside or whatever else. This group finds mentors for them in those times. Sometimes our military families don't come home. And the group's uh, mission then becomes even more important stateside to find a mentor and help families through hard times. And that's why I lean in. And this year we're going to get to bless our local first responders as well. And those are two groups, Billy, 
that really paid a heavy price on 9-11 and then serve us before 9-11 and every day since. And again, I want them to know, this will be a 24-hour message of encouragement. I want them to know that every day during our communities that we see you, that we love you, that we appreciate what you're doing. And this will be broadcast live on the MarathonManFishing.com website. So you can tune into that, watch on Facebook Live, any or all of 24 hours. But it's going to be a 24-hour message of encouragement for our families serving our nation. Absolutely, you bet. And there is a place when you go to MarathonManFishing.com that that you can actually make a donation, support uh, this effort. And it's not easy. The work that goes into planning this thing is exhausting. And then you have to sit there and catch about two fish per minute for 24 hours, Colo. <laughs> Last year, 2,977 2, fish. That is the Guinness World Record now that you will be attempting to break uh, this weekend. As people hear this, uh, you will be in midstream, right in the middle of it all. Um, I will be. 2,977, that's the number of lives we lost on 9-11 due to these attacks. Yes. And and so today uh, you are or will be or this Saturday you will be attempting uh, to break that record. This is putting you know works to to one's faith, action to the words. There's going to be a massive fireworks display at the end of this, uh, a really touching tribute ahead of time uh, on the grounds there in Spring Bay, and uh, it's going to be something y'all can tune into no matter where you are on planet Earth. And I'd encourage you to look at marathonmanfishing.com and cheer us on. You're doing your part. We need to do ours by making a donation. We can do that at MarathonManFishing.com. We'll be watching uh, this weekend on Facebook Live. It gets underway or got underway, as you hear this, last night, Friday night at 9.11 p.m. Concludes tonight at 9.11 p.m. Central Time. So plenty of time today to uh, check Jeff out and make a donation. Godspeed. God bless. Thank you uh, for doing this, Jeff. Thank you. Thanks so much. God bless you all, and I appreciate your support. Stay well. KinderOutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R, like kindergarten, all the details are there. The link to Facebook Live where you'll find Marathon Man, it's there waiting for you at KinderOutdoors.com. This corner of the camp house brought to you by Fortiflora, America's number one canine probiotic. If you own a dog, you really ought to have Fortiflora in the fridge. Order it from Chewy.com. From Peoria, Illinois, we go down to the Texas Hill Country. My good friend, Mr. Whitetail, Larry Wysoon. It's always a highlight of my week when we get to visit, Larry. I feel the same way about you, sir. Hey, this is the uh, the anniversary of a uh, 20-year anniversary of September 11th and the tragic events uh, that occurred in New York City so many years ago. And, and I know everybody remembers exactly where they were. Uh, when 9/11 happened, when those planes started striking our 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 places, uh, how about you, Larry? Where were you? Yes, sir. Actually, I was on a, going to a hunt in uh, southeastern Colorado, and I was parked outside of the front gate. We were supposed to have been met there by at least seven o'clock, and it gets on to be about eight thirty, and so and nobody showed up at that point. And we didn't have any kind of did not our my car radio didn't work, so there wasn't any way to find out kind of what was going on. Finally, they showed up at the front gate and says, oh, my God, says, I can't believe that you're here with all that's going on. And I says, what are you talking about? Because at that point, I had no earthly idea. So they said, you better come with us to the to the ranch house. And they said, you can watch, see what's going on on TV. And it was not until I walked into the house 
that I saw what was going on. By then, they were replaying a lot of different things, and, and uh, you know, oh my God, it just—it was one of those things that kind of you, you started saying prayers. You didn't know what was going to happen. You were thankful that you were, you know, basically in the U.S. at that time because really didn't know what was going to be happening in the next several days. And of course, you felt so badly for the people involved as well too, the people on the plane. And, those in, in the buildings and those surrounding the buildings as well. A defining moment in our lives. And if you'll be so kind as to hang on, Larry, we want to talk to you a little bit more about what great therapy the outdoors is for our first responders and military. Hey, everybody. It's retired Staff Sergeant James Johnson. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Some of the most outstanding memories in Brendan's young life have been the hunting trips that he takes with Dad. Duck, doves, quail. But the good times aren't just reserved for the dove field or the deer blind. They all start in the cab of that classic Chevrolet when you pull out of the drive. Um, the corner store gets snack and we either stop at Bucky's. Because it's Bucky's. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun hiding from the cold with Dad in a duck blind. And the ice doesn't seem that bad out in that old flat bottom boat for a little while. A decoy, he starts it up, and sometimes the decoys make noises, I think. Or if it does, if that doesn't work, he just uses his call. And then they just come, but sometimes we come back with nothing. But home away from home is that classic Chevrolet. I love sleeping in the car and then waking up still in the car as well. I can just feel the comfort knowing that will be fun. At Classic Chevrolet, we sell memory makers. Come get yours. ClassicChevrolet.com. Hey, I want to let you know about something that's brand new and coming to South Dakota this fall. The Dead Rabbit Lodge. <laughs> you see, the owner received his higher learning from the University of South Dakota, the Coyotes. The dreaded enemy of the University of South Dakota Coyotes is the South Dakota State University Jackrabbits. Therefore, the name, The Dead Rabbit. The Dead Rabbit Lodge sits on the eastern bluffs of Big Blue Lake Oahe. The view from your giant western Canada red cedar lodging stretches from the dam to the south almost all the way up to North Dakota. The Big Lodge is finest splendor from top to bottom, perfect for big family or corporate groups. But the Dead Rabbit will also feature separate hotel-style rooms, a great game room and bar for entertaining, guest-only dining featuring the Rabbit's award-winning chef, Oh and about 40,000 acres of the finest pheasant hunting in the world. You won't forget the dead rabbit. After spending a few days at Joshua Creek Ranch, I describe it as a sportsman's nirvana. We love creating a unique experience for each of our guests. You know, the interests can vary here from wing shooting to deer hunting to fly fishing to river kayaking. So we have a great variety of guests and... Um, we like for them to enjoy everything we have to offer. As I enjoyed the birth of a new day over the rolling hill country ranch that is Joshua Creek, I was amazed at the wildlife, quail, pheasants, native white-tailed deer, trophy class axis deer. We've worked hard on the habitat, planted improved grasses, really with the help of some wildlife biologists studied what would make the best habitat to keep our game here. Mm -hmm. We can hunt easily six seven eight groups and we don't try to do it on 40 acres i mean right. these people get to walk they get to see some country joe and ann kirchival invite you to enjoy this free range ranch just northwest of san antonio visit joshua creek 
Com. U.S. Highway 287 carries elk hunters and fly fishers, snow skiers and bird dog chasers, 72-ounce steak eaters, buried Cadillac picture takers, antelopers, prairie doggers, and rattlesnakers. The Herdware Store sits on Highway 287 near Goodnight, Texas. Now, only 18 people live around here, so to keep the lights turned on, we need you 287 travelers to stop by. Come in out of the weather and take a look at the most unique store between the Gulf and Pacific coasts. One-of-a-kind artwork, jewelry, knives, and more. Feel the luxurious softness and warmth of bison socks, gloves, hats, beanies, blankets, and scarves. You'll think it's cashmere, and it's warmer than wool. Our sister company, Buffalo Wool, produces the finest bison products on the planet. The herdware store is boots and shoes, bison blankets and throws, even bison meats for the road. The Herdware Store, 42 miles southeast of Amarillo. Hey, drop by right now at herdware.net. Every animal that has ever roamed this planet was designed as hunted or hunter, predator or prey. We are hunters. If it were ever necessary, even the strictest vegan would return to the wild, driven to survive by the instincts of his ancestors. Those who hide behind the soft delusion of their own ignorance do so from within a civilization whose very being costs the lives of countless creatures every single day. Death is an undeniable fuel of life. This is the undeniable truth of existence. To live in balance with the planet that sustains us, we must admit and embrace the nature within us. Trust the hunter in your blood. Thank God for the freedom, our men and women that defend it, and the Constitution that guarantees it. Welcome to camp with Kinder Outdoors. Hey, I want to say hello to some folks very quickly that uh, dropped off an entry to win a t-shirt at KinderOutdoors.com. Barb Carlson, Caldwell, Idaho. Joe Hartwell. Hey, Joe. Fort Worth, Texas. I know Joe. David Stansberry in Gainesville, Missouri. Stephen Levy, Floral Park, New York. Yes, they do hunt and fish up in New York, big time. Clint Parker, Lindale, Texas. Joe Shields, Kalispell, Montana. Karen Bellamy lives in Cannon, Kentucky. Thanks, guys. We got your entries. And we do appreciate you listening to the show. Thank you. And for dropping by the website, kinderoutdoors.com. I've got a very, very special friend on the uh, Kinder Outdoors trot line right now. His name is Tate Cruz. And I want you to meet this guy because... He channels or uses the outdoors, sporting clays activities, in the search for a cure for cancer. Tate, it is always good to hear your voice. Good to have you back. Oh, good morning. So good to hear your voice. It's been a while, and looking forward to reconnecting at the clay shoot. It's almost time again. November 1st, it's right around the corner. It's coming up, and that's a Monday, Tate. Everybody hates to go to work on Monday. Go break clay. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, and we're warming you up for duck season or getting your shoulder ready for deer season, but it's for a great cause, and that's for raising a lot of money for pediatric cancer for Team Connor, and I can't be more proud of this organization, and 
uh, excited to shoot some clays. I'm, you know, I'm on the other side of my own cancer myself, so I'm ready to shoot with you, Billy. I want to tell your story very quickly, and it starts with uh, with a wonderful young man named Connor who has shared his love and his life with many, I'm going to say millions around the globe that have heard about, about him uh, now. Uh, who was Connor, and what is his story? Well, he, he was on a typical May, you know, spring day. It went from zero to 100 miles an hour. Just He was diagnosed on a Sunday afternoon on May 15th, 05, with stage four neuroblastoma, which massive tumor in a little bitty boy. You know, one minute he's running around, the next he's, going to spend about 140 days, 150 in the hospital, and 18 rounds of radiation, 18 rounds of chemo, two bone marrow transplants, and many pills up to 70 a day, and trips to New York, Boston, Houston, Guatemala City, Dallas, Fort Worth, and he fought it for four and a half years. I'm so proud of him, and uh, he was given three months to live. He was terminal, and it was everywhere. It was all over his body, metastatic, and I tell you, Billy, I I'm so proud of him because he got a second cancer, which killed him from the original cancer's radiation. Well, the attempt to irradiate it that created a super cancer. Mm. I tell you that's what, that's how he lost him in July of '09. Connor's tougher than I will ever be. Oh. I, I'm, he's an example for all of us, no matter our age or what we do or who we are. Oh, and, you know, he never complained. I said, Connor, you you got to go back and do chemo. We've got a second bad tummy bug. All he said is, oh, man, that sucks. <laughs> and that was it. He never complained. He never, he just never complained. He made your dreadful job of sharing that, that news easier oh. as a parent, but I know it was heartbreaking. And, and uh, so Connor was the inspiration behind Team Connor. Now, Team Connor is a sporting place team. It's also a golf team. It's also a fundraising team. It is it is a lot of things under the umbrella of Team Connor, correct? Yes, even tennis and 5K and all kinds of fun things. You know, it's events-driven, but also more year after year, 12 years in, 13 years in, we're getting more and more just donors every year. But we've raised, Billy, almost $5 million. Wow. And it's and 100%, almost 100% of expenses are covered already by me and Northwestern Mutual. And this little organization, $5 million has been given to pediatric cancer research since really about 2007. It's amazing. Wow. Hey, the weather's going to be cooler by November 1st. It's going to be fall. The leaves will be dropping. It's going to be a, a time to be outside and celebrate the life of Connor. Again, on the Sporting Clays range, how many years have we been doing this now? I think we're hitting 11 or 12. I've got to look at that. <laughs> and that was one of his that was one of his um, dreams, is to have a Sporting Clays shoot. And, um, you know, we're doing it, and we have incredible prizes. Uh, we raise a lot of money. We get you in. We feed you breakfast and lunch, and then we get you out before traffic. And it's, you know, what's really cool is it's at the Dallas Gun Club, where I'm a member, and you know, a lot of people don't get a, a chance to shoot there. As you know, the Dallas Gun Club is the Dallas Gun It's amazing. It truly is. And this shoot is always amazing. Uh, the people uh, are what make it amazing. And let me tell you just how amazing these people are. Tate, uh, you have been fighting your own battle, uh, waging oh. your own war against cancer. Billy, 
life is ironic, and I'm never going to question God, but I tell you what, when I was diagnosed in late July of last year in 2020 with a childhood pediatric cancer called ALL, a childhood cancer, which is one of the main ones we're raising money for with Team Connor. We've given over a million and a half dollars to ALL research. And here I am at 54, given four to five days to live because I had no blood in my body. I mean, and I have a pediatric cancer diagnosis of leukemia. Go figure. Mm. Wow. Well, Satan tries everything to stop this, but guess what? He didn't. God is greater. And we're going to have a uh, clay oh, yeah. November 1st, and Tate Cruz is going to be there. And I look forward to hugging your neck, my friend. Well, thank you. And with all the prayers, doc, I've been cancer-free for over a year, and the doctor says I'm months, if not a year, ahead of where I should be. So, you know, <laughs> I know I got tons of messages from sportsmen all over the country who, who've heard of us, know our story, Joy's book, Hope Transformed. And I can't tell you, and thank you so much for the prayers and the support. Absolutely. If we would like to come shoot in the uh, Northwestern Mutual Clay Shoot benefiting Team Connor, what do we do? Just go to www.teamconnor.org, and you'll see the link there to sign up. And, okay. Uh, it's, it's easy. Um, if you have any tr problems with that, it, it shouldn't. It, the Team Connor website is heavily utilized. It should be right there, a little icon. And... Um, it's it just uh, keep trying because I tell you, when we do the dinner with Three Forks, sometimes it gets, believe it or not, overloaded, and we never have any complaints. We, we'd love to see some new friends join. Uh, our goal is to get to, you know, both sides, both sides full at the gun club shooting. And more importantly than that, we do a fast shoot so no one's standing around for 25 minutes, 30 minutes to shoot, you know. So just go to www.teamconnor.org. There you go. And and I want people to understand that this money is going to uh, children's cancer research. It's going to work. Oh, immediately. I mean, it, big. we've had some big breakthroughs in Cincinnati and other hospitals with our little level one or level two funding, whether it's 10,000, 50, or 100, to get these researchers going. And some of them have gotten the FDA's attention, and they're already level three and level four research projects. So we're we have a huge medical advisory board all across the country of physicians and oncologists, 12 of them actually, that advise on where, us, where you should give the money. So your money is going straight to pediatric cancer research. And, in fact, for every $3,000 we raise, that helps one child through a research project. And it's changing lives. So you can just do your math, 3000 into almost $5 million, and that's the impact clay shoots and golf, you know, golf you know, tournaments are having in the world of pediatric cancer. You betcha. And if you're listening to this in Florida and Wisconsin and Kansas and New York, New Jersey, California, wherever, Canada, wherever, and you're hearing this and thinking, well, that's a clay shoot in Dallas, Texas. What's that got to do with me? Well, it has everything to do with your niece, your nephew, your neighbor down the street. This affects you and benefits you. So I would advise you to go to Team Connor, C-O-N-N-O-R, teamconnor.org, and make a donation if you can't shoot with us. Tate, I look forward to seeing you November 1st at the Dallas Gun Club, my friend. Thank you, Billy, and everybody for your support. Thank you, Billy. Appreciate you. I'm professional angler Gary Klein, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm always thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors.
Don't head to the country without stopping at Teskey's Outdoors in Weatherford. I'm Randy Jackson reminding you that we are on the way to the ranch just west of Weatherford on the south side of Interstate 20. We have rifles, pistols, shotguns, all from dependable names like Smith & Wesson, Browning, Beretta, Christensen, Megara, Six Hour, Winchester, and many more. Be sure to ask about our used gun selection, too. Teskey's Outdoors can deck you out for the field and the boat with outdoor wear from Patagonia, Cool, Sims, Howler Brothers, Ariat, Free Fly, Sitka, North Face, and many others. We are a one-stop shop on your way to the Rancher Lease with ammo for ducks, dove, quail, deer, varmints, and even tin cans. Heck, you can buy your hunting and fishing license at Teskey's Outdoors in Weatherford. Bring the trader, deer blinds, feed, and feeders available, too. We have what you need and what you forgot to pack when you left the house. Teskey's Outdoors on the south side of I-20, just west of Weatherford. I'm Tom Watson with Bended Knee International, asking you to pray for the Navajo people of New Mexico and Arizona. The COVID-19 pandemic has hit these native people exceptionally hard. In many cases, multiple families live in the same home. Water is carried from muddy streams for household use, and medical care is many miles away. I simply ask that you join me in lifting them up to the Lord. To learn more, please visit BendedKnee.org. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder. If you offer goods or services to the outdoorsman or woman, Kinder Outdoors is the perfect place to spread the word. At Kinder Outdoors, we reach tens of thousands of hunters, anglers, and outdoors folks each week that would appreciate hearing about you. For more information, visit kinderoutdoors.com and click the Advertise button. Then view our media kit and give Audra a call. Outdoor gear and skills are in high demand right now. Let us hear from you. National outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby knows of what he writes. I think I probably hunted in just about every western state. Uh, yeah, and I fly fished in a lot of those places. He's fished the waters, walked the land, and harvested the game that makes him authentic. That's where the basis of that comes from. I wanted to make this really authentic, and I wanted people to identify with it. Guys like you and I have a real hard time finding good stuff to read, because it's written by guys that just don't know what the heck they're writing about. And guys like you and I, we read two pages and we say, hey... That's phony. This is this is not the way it is. Ever since The Old Man in the Sea, fishing novels have been scarce on the horizon. That was until national outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby wrote his blue water classic, The Tournament. Chuck Winchler of Sporting Classics says you can read The Tournament in about the time it takes to catch a big marlin. And every moment will be just as fun, just as exciting. Jennifer Mayhall of Paradise This Week says, The Tournament reels you into the world of sport fishing and doesn't let you go. The Tournament by Ken Kirkaby. Get it on Amazon. Roy Holdridge and True Life Taxidermy in Granbury, Texas are award-winning artists many times over. And for several reasons. God-given talent is the starting point, followed by a work ethic that won't allow second best. Roy is also a lifelong and well-traveled hunter. He spent countless hours in the field glassing and studying wildlife around the globe. When you trust your rare and timeless memory to True Life Taxidermy Granberry, be assured that you're working with the very best in the business. My home is a testament to Roy's work at True Life Taxidermy. The pheasants, the whitetails, the axes, the fish, all perfectly preserved. True Life Granberry is the only stop you need to make after the hunt, offering not only world-class taxidermy, but wild game processing too. Headed for Africa, New Zealand, Colorado, Montana, or any place else? No problem. True Life is well-versed in import and transport state-to-state or around the globe. 
You can trust True Life Taxidermy. TrueLifeTaxidermy.org. If you boys are taking that old flat bottom out, don't forget these coffee cans. Just like life, you'll need to bail a little water now and then. This is Life in the Camp House at Kinder Outdoors. Thanks so much for hanging out with us at our campfire here at Kinder Outdoors. I want to resume my conversation now with my good friend, Mr. Whitetail, uh, Larry Wysoon. Larry, you and I have both been blessed on this anniversary of 9-11 to spend time on the boat and in the woods uh, with wounded warriors, with first responders, and get to know them and know what special people these heroes really are. They're so very special people. I had the opportunity to uh, to spend time with several of the firemen that uh, were there at the scene and, and immediately tried to rush into the buildings and get people out. And, of course, ended up with later on with all kinds of different health problems based upon the dust and everything that they breathed. But those guys were, you know, I asked them, I said, what were you thinking? They go, well, our only thoughts were we've got to get our people out of there as soon as we can and you put your own danger aside and charge in. And, you know, those, you're right, those folks and, then of course, you know, our troops as well, too, that in all kinds of dire situations at times, you just, you got to admire them and you can't say enough good things about them and, you know, you wish there, there was something that you could physically do to help them sometimes in those situations. Yeah, uh, you, you've had uh, an opportunity, and I have too, to, to spend this time we're talking about with these folks. And a lot of times, if if, uh, if that first responder or veteran that has seen such tragedy firsthand time and time again in their lives, when they first come to camp, they're very reserved in most cases and, and pretty quiet and, and back to themselves, and then by the end of the weekend, when they learn that there's a level of trust here, uh, and they experience what the good Lord put in us to enjoy hunting and fishing, and he put it in all of us, no matter if you eat meat or not, he put it in all of us, I believe. Um, boy, they're a different person by the end of the weekend, Larry. They truly are. I've had the opportunity to spend some time around some guys that were really badly wounded and, and just about all means just barely escaped death, you know, and probably a few years ago prior to all the fantastic medical opportunities that we have now in terms of medical research that has occurred, you know, probably would not have made it. And those guys always absolutely amaze me. As, as you say, they come in and they're kind of reserved. They don't know quite. I think it's just a, a, a feeling on their part. Well, I, you know, why are these guys doing this? Am I going to be able to do this? And, then they see that they can, and, and I've literally seen uh, young men's lives turn totally around to where you talk to them later, and, you know, when they came, you, you said, well, when you came, you were a little bit kind of uh, kind of reserved, and you didn't say a whole lot, and, you know, you've really kind of changed, and in some instances, you visit with those guys, and, and you talk to them, and they go, you know, I was so close, if, if there had been any way at, at a point that I could have committed suicide, I probably would have, and mm. yet because of, of people and opportunities to get out, and particularly in the outdoors, and, uh, you know, they said, my life has totally been turned around, and, and I think that's one of the really important things that guys like you and I and the old friends like Jim Zumbo and, and a bunch of other people who've been in the outdoors for a long time, 
have been able to do with, with some of the wounded warriors, and, and even those uh, the, the first responders there at 9-11, I mean, they, went, they got out into the field and had the opportunity to hunt or to do some fishing and spend some time with, you know, people like themselves and then others who really cared for them. It just has made such a great difference. In some instances, some of those guys I've talked to, particularly some of our, our wounded warriors that came in and they go, oh, my gracious, you know, this is absolutely fantastic. And you visit with them a little bit, and they go, well, when I came in, I was really kind of kind of reserved about all this, didn't know that I was going to be able to do this. And even to a point to where some of me visit with me, I said, you know, if there was a way that I could have committed suicide in one time, I probably would have. And yet once you get them in the outdoors and give them the opportunity to spend a little time with with other people and, you know, experience the outdoors and find out that they can really still hunt and fish and something they really enjoy doing, it just turns their life totally around. It really does. It's 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 incredible therapy what uh what the what the the outdoors and God's creation does for all of us, and especially those that, uh, boy, they could really use a little peace and quiet time in a deer blind or on the bow of a boat, uh, and with some folks that they can trust. You mentioned our friend Jim Zumbo. He was one of the first to. I'm not going to say that he was one of the first to take care of our our wounded, but he was one of the first to put them in the limelight. And uh, he was doing television way back when, and and took himself out of the spotlight. He was no longer the hunter. He made these guys, these heroes, the hunter, and that was a really big deal. You know what it really was? Jim is such a very special person in so many different ways, and, and you're right. He did. He, he's done so much for the, our guys who served in the military and got wounded and, you know, finally thankfully made it home and, and uh, really put a totally different spin to their lives. He's done that across North America, actually, and and uh, as you mentioned, he started putting those guys on TV, and and he kind of he kind of became the 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 guy in the background that uh, kind of uh, stoked the fire occasionally and cooked a meal for him and those kind of things. And he again, I just can't say enough about him. He's just such a very special person. Yep, he sure is. Uh, we all have special memories, and I'm going to ask you for for one uh, uh, 9/11 responder or military person that really touched you, but I've got to tell you about mine first. We uh, we were both uh, out in the Gulf of Mexico, and, and we had a lot of uh, paralyzed veterans of America with us, uh, and we were way out deep by the rigs and uh, trying to catch snapper, and we had, a, and I wondered, how is this going to work? These guys, uh, you know, many of them paralyzed from, from the chest down. They have no use of their, their arms or, or legs, and uh, through technology, we were able to equip these guys with fishing poles where they'd puff and sip, puff to let line out, sip, reel it in with their mouth. And uh, there wasn't a dry eye on the boat, Larry, when a, a gentleman there caught his first fish using that technology in 26 years and one big fish of the boat and took home the jackpot money for that day as well. But we were all <laughs> circled around him. We put our down and we were cheering as he brought one up from the deep. And uh, he had tears in his eyes. His wife was just hysterical as he caught his first fish in, in a quarter century uh, out there on that boat that day. It, it does a lot when they just catch a fish or spend time out like that. It's amazing. It, it truly does. One of the guys that comes to mind, it was a young man, his name was Matt, and we were doing a, a, a deer hunt in New Mexico in a high fence place where they could take more than one mule deer. And he showed up, and he was 
he just kind of by himself. His, he, the only way that he could come, his mother had to come with him so she could treat his wounds while he was there. That was a special thing that the uh, only way that we could allow him to be there. He was allowed to be there. And so he shows up, and I start messing with him. I mean, I treated him like I would a dear old friend who we've been joking with each other for a long time. And, and uh, finally got him. He kind of came out of it a little bit and got him onto a deer, and I, he had to wait a long time. So I started messing with him about that. You know, you got to wait and all this. And I said, man, you've got ice water in your veins instead of blood. I can't believe you, you know, <laughs> got the patience to do this. And he shoots the deer, and he's really happy. And we get back to camp and, and uh, uh, go through the whole thing. Mom treats his wounds, all those kind of things. We get out the next day. And uh, there was an old management buck at the rancher said, Larry, if y'all see this one, go ahead and shoot him. Yeah, he's a heck of a deer. We get out there and Matt shoots him, and uh, now he is out there. We've got him in the track, Jared. He's he's almost beating us out to the deer. And we get back to the camp, and, and that evening we're getting ready to have dinner. And uh, all of a sudden we look around, Matt's not there. And it, all of a sudden his mom goes, oh, my God, where's Matt? Where's Matt? You know, and, so she runs back to his room, and he's back there uh, as, as he walks in, or she walks in. She says, Mom, I don't need you anymore. And, and I tear up when I talk about it. But uh, uh, so she, he totally turned around. I mean, he was to the point. He told me later, he said, Larry, he said, he said I thought very seriously about taking that gun and committing suicide until we did the hunt. He said, now I cannot mm-hmm. wait to go on my next hunt and face it up. You're a special friend. I appreciate you, and I appreciate you sharing, sharing your your close memories with us today on this 9-11 anniversary. Larry, uh, I don't know when it'll be, but I know for sure I'll talk to you on opening morning of deer season in the dark from my blind. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I'm looking forward to it already. Mm, let's take a little break. Kinder Outdoors will be right back. God we trust. That fishing story you just told? Not so much. Come on, it's camp house time at Kinder Outdoors. And I'm Billy Kinder. Welcome back. It's good to have you. You boys get back in here off the porch. We have more chores to do around this old camp house today. On this 20th anniversary of 9-11, we're talking to some folks that make this world a better place. We're also going to revisit a conversation we had about a year ago with Jay Yellis, the professional bass angler that is headed for the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. He was to have been inducted a year ago, but COVID snuffed that ceremony out. So this year it's double duty at the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. Later this month, they will induct both last year's inductees and this year, 2021, inductees. The induction banquet will be in Springfield, Missouri. The Bass Fishing Hall of Fame at the Johnny Morris Wonders of Wildlife National Museum and Aquarium, September 30th at 6 p.m. Yes, you can buy a ticket to this event, and it's going to be a great night. From 2020, the inductees are Steve Bowman, James Hedden. You ever thrown a Hedden Zara spook and caught a big old bass early in the morning on that topwater? We all have. (laughs) Brian Kirchel, who died very young in a plane crash after winning the Bassmaster Classic and blowing that whistle. That fish whistle every time he'd catch a bass. Ron Lindner and Jay Yellis. We'll talk to Jay a little later. This year's inductees are Gene Gilliland. He was on the show not long ago. Jason Lucas and 
everybody loves Trip Weldon. If he had a dollar for every fish he's weighed at a Bassmaster tournament, he'd have the biggest mansion in Birmingham. <laughs> Boy, this is sure good news. Out of Wyoming, the Super Tag Raffle up there raised $1.46 million for wildlife conservation this year. It's a record. Hunters vying for 11 chances to get a license for the state's premier big and trophy game. $1.46 million. That'll go a long way in Wyoming. Major League Fishing's Bass Pro Tour has set their season for 2022. We'll run that down in just a minute right after we wish good luck to all those MLF Bass Pro Tour anglers out on Lake St. Clair today. They got kicked off yesterday. The seventh and final leg, final stop for the 2021 tournament season. Stage seven at Lake St. Clair. The winner takes home hundred grand, more than $805,000 total prize money. And this tournament's being filmed for broadcast later this year. You'll see it on the Discovery Channel. Boy, I like this 2022 schedule for the Bass Pro Tour. Seven regular season tournaments just like this year spread around the country. Millions of dollars in valuable points on the line as these anglers try to qualify for the annual Heavy Hitters All-Star event and the prestigious Red Crest. That's their championship, their classic, so to speak. The 2022 Bass Pro Tour kicks off in early February and runs through September. They'll get started on Caney Creek Reservoir, Lake Darbone, Bussy Break, West Monroe, Louisiana, February 5 through 10. February 19th, Stage 2, Lake Fork. Yes, there will be some early bedding bass there, more than likely. At least some big ones staging up. Then it's off to Coleman, Alabama, March 2nd, Stage 3 at Lewis Smith Lake. Grand Lake of the Cherokees will host the championship, Red Crest, March 23 through the 27th. The annual Heavy Hitters All-Star event at Lake Palestine, Texas. That is a... Lando Giants, Tyler, Texas, April 9 through 14. Stage 4, Lake of the Ozarks, out of Osage, Missouri. June 4 through 9, Stage 5, Watts Bar Lake, Spring City, Tennessee. Stage 6, Lake Cayuga, Union Springs, New York. And then, Onamia, Minnesota, and Millax Lake. Stage 7, September 10 through 15, the Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour. Maybe you remember just a few weeks ago we had Bruce Aiken, the executive director of Bass, on the show with us. And we were talking about the 2022 Bassmaster Elite Schedule. There was one hole in that schedule, the to-be-announced event on June 2 through 5. Well, it's been filled now. Pickwick Lake, Tennessee, daily takeoffs and weigh-ins at Pickwick Landing State Park. There's a video that I want you to see at kinderoutdoors.com, but first I want you to round up the whole family. The kids will love this. My little granddaughter, Zayden, absolutely loved the story about Fork, F-O-R-K, not Lake Fork, the marmot, the little marmot, Fork, the globe-trotting, yellow-bellied marmot that took a 600-mile journey from Crested Butte, Colorado to Glendale, Arizona. An ear tag led Arizona Game and Fish Department biologists to discover that this animal is part of a 60-year marmot study conducted by the Rocky Mountain Biological Laboratory. Fork was safely captured and transported back to Colorado, 
where she was reunited with her brother named Spoon. <laughs> Check it out at kinderoutdoors.com. You know, a lot of people, not just people with working dogs or bird dogs, hunting dogs, but a lot of people have dogs that require additional fat and protein in their diet. And it's kind of hard to come by, really hard to come by. But Purina Pro Plan makes a 30% protein, 20% fat, high protein, high fat levels for that really energetic dog in your household. Needless to say, that's what you should be feeding your hard-working dog or bird dog. Purina Pro Plan on the sport label at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. This is Jim Shockey, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about them with Kinder Outdoors. going to lay this out to you as simply as I possibly can because it really is simple. Buy your cold weather wear from Ron and Teresa Miskin at the Buffalo Wool Company and stay warm. Gloves, socks, hats, beanies. I love my neck gaiter. All made from the insulating fibers of the American bison. The same fiber or buffalo wool that protects the buffalo against a frigid winter in Montana, Wyoming, or the Dakotas. Buffalo wool is warmer than traditional wool, and it's luxuriously soft on your skin, not scratchy or abrasive. It wicks moisture away and is unbelievably tough, lasting year after year. And they back up what they sell with a 100% money-back guarantee if you're not happy. Take a look. TheBuffaloWoolCo.com TheBuffaloWoolCo.com it's simple. Imagine a change in Hollywood's message. Imagine a big screen version of your life telling your story as a God-fearing, red-blooded hunter. Manifesting your God-given right and skill to gather groceries in the woods and pray over them on the dinner table. Lots of folks seem to think this film is a great idea. This is Michael Waddell. I'm Tati Hayes. Hey, this is your blood brother, Ted Nugent. And want to partner with you to build the first ever hunter-funded, God-glorifying movie centered around our hope, our heritage, our harvest. What this world needs is a hunter. You make this world a better place. Come on. TheHarvestMovie.com You know, as bird hunters and bird dog owners, we've seen our wild bird hunting opportunities dwindle in recent years. And if you, like me, don't want to kennel your bird dog in the spring just to let him hibernate till fall, then you should take a long look at the world's largest field trial organization, the National Shoot to Retrieve Association, or NASTRA. This was the very idea of NASTRA's founding fathers back in the 1960s. They wanted to extend time in the field with the dogs that they loved. And it must have been a pretty good idea, because over the years, many thousands of men, women, teens, and families have enjoyed participating in NASTRA field trials. All pointing breeds are welcome, and there's no need to be intimidated. NASTRA sponsors over 1,000 field trials across the U.S. and Canada each year. It's at these trials where your dog can earn his NASTRA championship, qualify for entry into your regional championship, and NASTRA's five national championships. Take a look at our website 
nstra.org and consider visiting a local trial. We look forward to meeting you. At Classic Chevrolet Grapevine, we know all about the early morning memories made in the cab of the truck. Because it's fun to um, be able to uh, do something with my dad and my older brother. So what time did you have to get up this morning to uh, to get all the way down here and dressed and fed and ready to go? 4.30. 4.30. Don't you normally get up about 4.30, though? Mm-hmm. No. no way. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's fun, though, when you're coming out to the dove field to get up that early. It's kind of exciting, isn't it? Yes. There you very. go. Did you see your daddy shooting at that dove right then? Yes. Do you see that dove still flying? Uh, probably. <laughs> At Classic Chevrolet in Grapevine, Texas, we know that the cab of the truck is a special place. It's where family heritage is carried down the trail. Important things happen here. Trusted conversations, understanding smiles, life's victories and laughter, sometimes tears. We're honored to ride along with your family. ClassicChevrolet.com. <laughs> Coffee's always on, and the conservation is always good. Make sure you bring a youngin' or two. Together, let's teach them what heritage and tradition looks like. This is the Big Billy Kender Outdoors Camp House. Various hunting seasons opening up across the country, and I want to wish all of you bow hunters in Georgia good luck today. Season opener is today. As folks take to the woods for that delicious protein, Ten new counties, by the way, ten new counties in Georgia have been added to that extended archery season that lasts through the end of January. Also new in Georgia is antler restrictions that apply to one buck of your two-buck limit. The buck must be four points on one side or have a 15-inch outside spread. Make sure you read up on the new rules and regulations there in Georgia before you head out with your bow today. And then send pictures. We want them for the bragging board, Georgia. KinderOutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R, just like kindergarten, KinderOutdoors.com. Real easy to upload a photo and a brief description of what we're looking at from your phone, your iPad, your laptop, whatever. Deer reduction zone hunts begin this coming Wednesday, the 15th in Indiana. Here we go. Fall is in the air. Actually, the first day of fall isn't until September 22nd, but things are shaping up for this to be a dandy. My old friend Ray Sasser was a big fan of fall. I'm a fall guy. Always have been, and I guess I always will be. Here are six things I love about the fall. Number one, the sounds of migrating birds as they pass high, riding a north wind and following an evolutionary GPS for point south. The most audible are snow geese, yelping insanely like the ghosts of Quanah Parker's last band of wild Comanches. Sandhill cranes are a close second with their trilling calls that carry so far you can barely see the giant birds against a blue sky swept clean by a cool wind. Number two, cold weather that's a tonic for the searing summer heat. I've always said that I'd never live anywhere but Texas. I've got to admit that the summer of 2011 gave me momentary second thoughts. The first north wind refreshed me, though, woke me up, and brought me back to my senses. Number three, a frosty morning in a deer blind. 
the tiny ice crystals momentarily reflecting like diamonds in the sun's first rays, then disappearing before you can even feel the subtle warmth that melted them. Number four, mist rising from the surface of a calm lake on a morning when the water is warmer than the air. It's best when a big old bass is wallowing to disrupt the glassy surface or a flock of green winged teal suddenly appear from out of the mist and bank low over the decoys, flying in perfect formation like tiny jet airplanes. Number five, the adrenaline rush when a white-tailed buck unexpectedly steps out of the brush into a spot of early morning sunlight that looks like he's the leading man on a prickly stage of cactus and mesquite. In a way, he is. Remember that it only takes a few seconds for a deer hunt to go from really bad to really good. Number six, the crackle of a wood fire with good friends crowding in to warm first their backsides, then their front sides, like they're mucking cowboy toast. Some like it toastier than others, but they all have one thing in common. It's the memory of outdoor days gone by and the anticipation of those yet to come. I'm Billy Kinder, this is Kinder Outdoors, and that is the greatness of Ray Sasser. This corner of the camphouse brought to you by Purina Pro Plan. There's a formula built for your dog specifically, and it's at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. Jay Ellis will be inducted later this month into the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame in Springfield, Missouri. I had a chance to visit with him about that and life in general. Jay, I can't believe in 10 years I've never had you on the show. You're one of my fishing heroes. Welcome. Well, thanks for having me, and I'm thrilled to be here today. I tell you what, uh, we are all thrilled. I, I jumped out of my chair when I looked at the uh, the names for induction into the uh, Bass Fishing Hall of Fame in 2020, and I saw Jay Yellis on there, and I got really happy. Congratulations. <laughs> well, thanks, yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, it's a tremendous honor and uh, something that I, gosh, I just sat down and thought about it, you know, last night, and I'm being inducted into the Hall of Fame where, you know, all the heroes of my childhood growing up or my heroes in the sport are already in that Hall of Fame. And to join that group of, of uh, outdoorsmen is a pretty humbling time. And I just, it's just a, a great day for me and my family to, to be able to celebrate that as kind of a lifetime achievement, I guess, I suppose. And, uh, but it's, yeah. Super huge honor and one that I'm really thankful for. This is all going to take place, of course, at Johnny Morris Wonders of Wildlife Museum and Aquarium. The Bass Fishing Hall of Fame is there uh, in Springfield, Missouri, Thursday, September 24th. And, uh, boy, I just hope all of this COVID stuff has settled and uh, maybe we'll even have a, a shot or a pill for it by then, a cure. Um, but, boy, I hope we can travel because we need a big turnout. Uh, and besides that, Jay, you and your family need to go down there for a week and just make a vacation of it and really soak it in. Well, my wife mentioned going to Big Cedar Lodge <laughs> the other day about where she, yeah, she'd like to do that. We've been there in the past. That's a great property there on Table Rock Lake. It's, I think it's owned by Bass Pro Shops and we, we've had some great family vacations there in the past and, and, uh, several of my friends and family have mentioned that they're going to try to attend that induction on september 24th so you never know something like that might be in the cards sounds like this hall of fame induction is going to cost you a nickel or two <laughs> it might but yeah <laughs> I've, I've told my both my daughters i'd 
I hope they can make it because it's a it's a pretty pretty special deal and it's something that only comes along once in a lifetime if you're real fortunate. Absolutely, and again, we congratulate you. You know, Jay, when when you grow up aspiring to be a a pro bass fisherman, you're going to put a lot of miles on your old pickup or or in your case a, a van. Uh, and you're gonna you're gonna fish from east to west, north to south, and then you have a very successful bass career where you earn an angler of the year, a Bassmaster Classic, and win a million bucks. And then you go fish FLW, win another angler of the year, and another million bucks. You're gonna put some miles on a vehicle, and all of that leads to this question: Have you ever slept in the back of a van, Jay? Oh yeah, several <laughs> times, especially in my younger days. We I. I've slept in cars and vans and all sorts of things. You know, we um, traveling around the country and and um, yeah, we camp out and, and and fish tournaments and and I haven't done that in many years, but I've done it did it plenty of times um, as a younger man is getting my start in the sport of professional bass fishing. Good memories. All the all the hard times that you didn't know at the time were hard. You were just living your dream and. And uh, you pursued it and kept going and performed at a very high level for many years. And uh, now that's paying off with the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. It's just so awesome. Um, living in Oregon, you fished uh, a good portion of your pro career living in Oregon. Jay, that's not really close to any of the major bass fishing. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> it sure isn't. You know, I yeah, I, that's, I got my start out west and went to college at Oregon State and started fishing after college all the tournaments on the western part of the country for a couple of years and um anywhere from you know Arizona all the way up to to Oregon and parts in between a lot of tournaments in California and then my dream as a youngster was always to fish on the Bassmaster tournament trail so my wife and I moved to Texas um, to get closer to all that back in the early 90s, and we lived there for 17 years, kind of um, just to facilitate being close to lakes and practicing and cutting down the travel a good bit. It sounds cliche, but it's absolute truth. Jay Yellis is a tremendous bass fisherman and a better human being. He's a good man. And we're going to pick up our conversation with Jay when we come back from the coffee pot. Jay Yellis. He's headed for the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame later this month. Hi, this is Dean Ranke with Purina Pro Plan. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Hey, Billy, nice Britney's over there. Winter at the lake is a wonderful thing. The still, quiet solace of the woods and water at Grapevine Lake offer the perfect opportunity to slow the season down a bit. Tucked away behind a secure gated entry and snuggled on the still shore of Grapevine Lake is the national award-winning Vineyards Campground and Cabins. Full hookups, lightning-fast Wi-Fi, and cable TV at every campsite and cabin keep you connected, even when you're getting away. The Vineyards sites and fully furnished cabins are the perfect place to kick off the new year and enjoy the great outdoors. Our unique location makes you feel far away from the hustle and bustle when you're just a few blocks from historic downtown Grapevine, the Christmas capital of Texas, offering shops, restaurants, and all the sights and sounds of the season. Cozy cabins, spacious pull-through sites, and a camp store on site to provide whatever you need. Always keeping your health and safety a priority 
Come enjoy nature's original way to social distance. Come see us this winter. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com The Quail Coalition. The backbone for the important work and research that brings brighter days for our quails and the people that love them. With 12 chapters throughout Texas, there's ample opportunity for you to join the celebration. The money raised in our chapter banquets goes to various research projects conducted by folks like the Rolling Plains Quail Research Ranch in West Texas, Caesar Kleberg Wildlife Research Institute in South Texas, and all that pursue productive science-based work that sustains and restores wild quail populations. If you've ever followed your trusted bird dog into a setting December sun or listened from the porch to the summer song of the bobwhite, then you know just how special this bird is. Populations have declined drastically across the U.S., and the last stronghold is Texas. Come and join the Quail Coalition. Attend a banquet. Bid at an auction. Be important to quail. Quailcoalition.org. Ag Texas. The name itself says trust, honesty, strength, and tradition. Ag Texas has from the get-go been dedicated to the prosperity of agriculture and rural America. The Ag Texas family can help grow your herd or your operation. Give us a call and talk to Ag Texas pros about risk management in the form of crop insurance, protecting borrowed capital and savings. We specialize in everything from dairy cows to pecan trees. And have the right financial tools and knowledge at Ag Texas to help you grow and grow safely. We can't tell you when it's going to rain again, but we can assure that your crop, your cows, your family, and the family land are secure and protected no matter the storm or the dry spell. We are agriculture at Ag Texas, and we look forward to visiting with you. Ag Texas is at agtexas.com. And just down the road. The Moore family at Southwestern Parts and Service in Dallas has been specializing in fishing reel repair since 1970. Early on, fishermen nationwide recognized that Southwestern Parts and Service was dependable, honest, and very good at what they do. With the largest fishing reel parts inventory in the U.S. and even some inventory for obsolete and discontinued models. Yes, Grandpa's old reel sitting on the mantle can go back to work again. Southwestern Parts is recognized by folks like Shimano, Abu Garcia, Daiwa, Penn, and Zebco Quantum as an authorized warranty center. And labor on fishing reels is 1995 plus parts on most models, and that includes cleaning and lubrication. And with six full-time reel techs, Southwestern Parts and Service strives to get your equipment back into your hands quickly. Is your local reel shop having trouble finding parts for repair? We can help. Come see us at www.fishingreelrepair.com. That's fishingreelrepair.com, 214-630-8161. We do work for customers worldwide, and we can help you too. For the land of the free and the home of the brave. From high school gyms to towering stadiums, every time I see our flag wave, I feel a humbling reminder of the brave who keep and have kept us free. I stand to honor the sacrifices of the generations before me. Heroes who charged into battle through bombs and bullets, who lost their brothers and still pushed through, fighting for every inch of our freedom. I stand for my brothers who can't stand anymore. Men who hunted terrorists to the ends of the earth, who sacrificed their bodies and their lives so that we could peacefully live ours. I stand for the children, the spouses, and parents 
whose family made the ultimate sacrifice for us. We are all standing. We're the National Rifle Association of America, and we are freedom's safest place. That view from the porch is pretty awesome this time of year. Let's sit and visit a while at Kinder Outdoors. A lot of folks are making up lost ground from COVID in 2020, and that's the story, too, at the Outdoor Expo at Ponca State Park. It's back next weekend in Nebraska. Ponca State Park and the Outdoor Expo. It's a good one. Next Saturday and Sunday, September 18 and 19. Hey, let's pick up our conversation with Bass Fishing Hall of Famer, Jay Yellis. You served on the board of Cast for Kids for 10 years. For folks that don't know about Cast for Kids and your good work there uh, that we greatly appreciate and thank you for. Tell us about Cast for Kids. Sure, yeah, Cast for Kids is uh, um, it's actually the nation's largest children's fishing charity. We put on events for special needs youth all across the country um, to, to give them an opportunity to enjoy the great sport of fishing and boating. And so um, the, the foundation is in its 29th year and we've been doing these events for a long time and i was on the board for 10 years because i always loved it and then the the founder of the charity retired in 2015 so i transitioned to the executive director role so i'm you know kind of leading leading the charge now with the foundation and and uh it's great we have you know texas is our biggest state we were we're planning on uh, having 25 cast for kids events in texas alone this year but we have events in a lot of different states and we think we'll have you know last year we had 75 events across the country and this year we hope to have more and people that are listening they can get involved um just go to castforkids.org and you can register as a volunteer at an event or donate or if you're um, interested we'd love to get new events started and if you're interested in maybe coordinating a new event in your community, just give us a call or send us an email, and we'll get right back with you and try to plan one out. Um, just all these events are just all about the the kids, and we're just trying to love on them and and uh, show them that they're valued members of their community. And so, vol what happens at a Cast for Kids event is that you have local volunteers that come out. And oftentimes bring their boats or they can help the kids fish from shore either way. And uh, they, we get, the, there's all, lots of kids out there that would love to go fishing that never get a chance. And our events are for disabled or disadvantaged youth. So we have, you know, a lot of special needs kids or a lot of foster kids, kids that don't get a chance to do, to enjoy the great sport of fishing and, Thanks to the, a lot of community volunteers across the country, they come out and volunteer, and, and we put on a really good time for these kids and show them how much fun it is. And then we have a, a lunch and an award ceremony where we honor each child, and it's really a fun deal, and uh, it's a win-win for everybody that comes. So the kids love it, their parents love it, the community volunteers love it, and and uh, they're they're pretty special events. And so, yeah, if anybody listening would like to get involved, just go to our website, 
castforkids.org and check it out and, and uh, contact us. I tell you what, Jay, you're pretty special people that uh, take your time year after year and serve these kids. Christ himself said, I did not come here to be served. I came here to serve. And, boy, you guys are a really good example of that. Can't go wrong. Well, And we thanks. greatly appreciate it. Yeah, it's a um, – Jesus is definitely was the best – the biggest servant of all time, wasn't he? And, and uh, yes. we, in our small, imperfect ways, we try to try to emulate his servant's heart and uh, be a blessing to these children and their families and provide an opportunity to enjoy the great outdoors and the, this wonderful fun sport of fishing and and that's what we do at the that Casper Kids event it, it's pretty special too everybody the atmosphere is just phenomenal because everybody's there to just bless these kids and show them a great day and it's a win-win for everybody so yeah it's, that I, I guess that's why it's been going for 29 years it's a great nonprofit your heart is showing. I asked you about bass fishing, and you're excited about that, and you love to talk about it. I asked you about these kids, and and you ramp it up another notch or two. You you love these kids and love what you're doing. <laughs> I do. Well, that's why we do it. It's all about the kids. It's just, yeah, it's just the smiles that, that they get on their face, and they'll come up and give you a big hug, let you know how much <laughs> they appreciate your their time. I mean, that's it's you can't put a price tag on that, and I – yeah, fishing is just a great way to spend time with them, and and um, and just they're they're awesome. I just yeah, we have there's a lot of wonderful kids out there that they just blossom when they come out to an event and they're being celebrated, and it's all about them and it's just their special day. So it's pretty fun. You bet it is absolutely, and you're going to have a special day September 24th when the bass fishing world pauses. Uh, to congratulate you and put you uh, up on that uh, stage and in that spotlight for a few minutes, along with uh, four others uh, inducted into the 2020 Bass Fishing Hall of Fame, Jay Yellis. Congratulations. What a pleasure to visit with you. And if you don't mind, I'm going to call you back and bug you again one of these days. I'd love it. Yeah, thank you for having me on, and you guys have a great day. One of the newest members of the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame, Jay Yellis. Here's another Hall of Famer, my friend, Larry Wysoon, Mr. Whitetail. Man, it's always a bright spot in my week when I get to visit with you, Larry. I feel the same way about you, sir. <laughs> uh, have you had a chance? It's been awfully hot, but have you had a chance to get out and catch a fish, jerk a perch, do anything? You know what? I, I went out with Luke Clayton not too long ago and got eaten up by mosquitoes because we'd forgotten our thermocell trying to shoot a hog. So <laughs> that's been kind of the biggest adventure as of late. So getting ready for the fall, however. Hey, here in Texas, anyway, the mosquitoes, you know, they weren't here on schedule when they were supposed to be early summer, but man, they're, they're back with a vengeance late. They have, they have been. I mean, between the chiggers and the early rain that we had that kind of increased their, I guess, range a lot, and now the mosquitoes were from the late summer rains, it's been kind of an itchy summer. Yeah, when you see more mosquitoes than you do doves, September's not off to a good start. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Uh, hey, this is the uh, the anniversary of uh, 20-year anniversary of September 11th and the tragic events uh, that occurred in New York City so many years ago. And and I know everybody remembers exactly where they were uh, when 9/11 happened, when those planes started striking our 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 places. Uh, how about you, Larry? Where were you? Yes, sir. Actually, I was on a, going to a hunt in uh, southeastern Colorado, and 
I was parked outside of a front gate. We were supposed to have been met there by at least 7 o'clock, and it gets on to be about 8.30 and so, and nobody showed up at that point. And we didn't have any kind of – did not our my car radio didn't work, so there wasn't any way to find out kind of what was going on. Finally, they showed up at the front gate and says, oh, my God, says, I can't believe that you're here with all that's going on. And I says, what are you talking about? Because at that point, I had no earthly idea. So they said, you better come with us to the to the ranch house and he said you can watch see what's going on on tv and it was not until i walked into the house that i saw what was going on by then they were replaying a lot of different things and and uh you know oh my god it just it was one of those things that kind of you started saying prayers you didn't know what was going to happen you were thankful that you were you know basically in the u.s at that time because really didn't know what was going to be happening in the next several days. And, of course, you felt so badly for the people involved as well, too, the people on the plane and those in, in the buildings and those surrounding the buildings as well. Yeah, you know, it was it was uh, such a surreal feeling. It was kind of an emotion that I had never experienced before. Uh, and I don't know how to describe it, but uh, I think millions and millions of us felt that very same way uh, that morning when you're watching people jump out of those towers to escape the, the flames and, and the hell inside that, that those buildings. It, it, it was something that we never want to experience again, I know. That's exactly right. You know, and, and it was it was so sad, but then you saw some of the, uh, the first responders. Everybody was running away from the building. We had first responders running to the building, running right into the, to the arms of danger. And, you, you know, your prayers were really with them, and you, you just you didn't know quite how to feel about everything that was going on. Let's stand up and stretch our legs for a minute or two and grab a fresh cup of coffee because we have much more ground to cover with Mr. Whitetail, Larry Wysoon, when we come back. Hi, I'm Mike Checkett with Ducks Unlimited, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. You might hunt the south pasture, or maybe the double tanks. You've watched that big 10-point for four years now. Maybe he'll show up. Or maybe it's a doe you'll hang in the cooler tonight. We're almost out of sausage links and taco meat. Maybe a pig will come by today. Among all the maybes, there is an absolute. Take your wild game to Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing. The Masakio family and their decades of family recipes will have your guests at a whitetail dinner complimenting you on the beef because we the way we season them and then we we cry back them vacuum seal them and then let them sit and then we put them in the freezer so it, the the spices get to work on the meat for a little bit if you'll cook them just like a regular filet you know like medium rare or rare it's perfect i mean it's you can't tell the difference cinnamon creek wild game processing cinnamoncreekranch.com Hey, I want to let you know about something that's brand new and coming to South Dakota this fall, the Dead Rabbit Lodge. <laughs> you see, the owner received his higher learning from the University of South Dakota, the Coyotes. The dreaded enemy of the University of South Dakota Coyotes is the South Dakota State University Jackrabbits, therefore the name, the Dead Rabbit. The Dead Rabbit Lodge sits on the eastern bluffs of Big Blue Lake Owyhee. The view from your giant Western Canada Red Cedar Lodging stretches from the dam to the south almost all the way up to North Dakota. The Big Lodge is finest splendor from top to bottom. 
perfect for big family or corporate groups. But the Dead Rabbit will also feature separate hotel-style rooms, a great game room and bar for entertaining, guest-only dining featuring the Rabbit's award-winning chef, oh, and about 40,000 acres of the finest pheasant hunting in the world. You won't forget the Dead Rabbit. Do you love to crappie fish as much as I do? Hey, Mr. Crappie, Wally Marshall inviting you and your family to the Crappie Expo in Shreveport, Boulder City, October 1, 2, 3. The Crappie Expo is for everyone that loves to fish. More than 100 crappie fishing exhibits feature today's top gear, boats, electronics, and much more. The Mr. Crappie Invitational features the top 100 teams in America going head-to-head in the Red River Shootout Crappie Tournament. A quarter of a million is up for grabs. Woo-hoo. The richest crappie tournament in history. Don't miss the world's largest crappie fry at 11 o'clock on Saturday the 2nd. Fried crappie, taters, hush puppies, mmm, I'm also giving away $10,000 on Saturday and again on Sunday. You must be at the Crappie Expo to win. Cash is king. Crappie Expo 2021 is brought to you by Ford Trucks, Lose, Strike King, Riceland Rice Bran Oil, Humminbird, The Boat Shop, and Bayou Outdoors Superstore. CrappieExpo.com. Hey, CrappieExpo.com. Wow. After spending a few days at Joshua Creek Ranch, I describe it as a sportsman's nirvana. We love creating a unique experience for each of our guests. You know, the interests can vary here from wing shooting to deer hunting to fly fishing to river kayaking. So we have a great variety of guests and... um, We like for them to enjoy everything we have to offer. As I enjoyed the birth of a new day over the rolling hill country ranch that is Joshua Creek, I was amazed at the wildlife, quail, pheasants, native white-tailed deer, trophy class axis deer. We've worked hard on the habitat, planted improved grasses, really with the help of some wildlife biologists, studied what would make the best habitat to keep our game here. Mm -hmm. We can hunt easily six seven eight groups and we don't try to do it on 40 acres i mean these people get to walk they get to see some country joe and ann kirchival invite you to enjoy this free range ranch just northwest of san antonio visit joshuacreek.com There are plenty of fish in the creek behind the camp house. Feel free to take a ride down from the wall and catch a few. Kinder Outdoors. You're always welcome at our campfire here at Kinder Outdoors. Let's get back to our conversation with my good friend Larry Wysoon on this 20th anniversary of 9-11. Larry, you and I have had the extreme blessing of spending time with these extraordinary people, uh, our wounded warriors, our military personnel, our first responders. They truly are special people. They're so very special people. I had the opportunity to uh, to spend time with several of the firemen that uh, were there at the scene and, and immediately tried to rush into the buildings and get people out. And, of course, ended up with later on with all kinds of different health problems based upon the dust and everything that they breathed. But those guys were, you know, I asked them, I said, what were you thinking? They go, well, our only thoughts were we've got to get our people out of there as soon as we can and you put your own danger aside and charge in and, you know, those, you're right, those folks, and then, of course, you know, our troops as well, too, that in all kinds of dire situations at times, you just, you got to admire them, and you can't say enough good things about them, and, you know, you wish there, there was something that you could physically do to help them sometimes in those situations. Yeah, uh, you've, you've had uh, an opportunity, and I have, too, to, to 
spend this time we're talking about with these folks. And a lot of times, if if uh, if that first responder or veteran that has seen such tragedy firsthand time and time again in their lives, when they first come to camp, they're very reserved in most cases and, and pretty quiet and, and back to themselves. And then by the end of the weekend, when they learn that there's a level of trust here uh, and they experience what the good Lord put in us to enjoy hunting and fishing, and he put it in all of us, no matter if you eat meat or not, he put it in all of us, I believe. Um, boy, they're a different person by the end of the weekend, Larry. They truly are. I've had the opportunity to spend some time around some guys that were really badly wounded and, and just, by all means, just barely escaped death, you know. And probably a few years ago, prior to all the fantastic medical opportunities that we have now in terms of medical research that has occurred, you know, probably would not have made it. And those guys always absolutely amaze me. As, as you say, they come in and they're kind of reserved. They don't know quite... I think it's just a, a, a feeling on their part, well, I, you know, why are these guys doing this? Am I going to be able to do this? And then they see that they can. And, and I've literally seen uh, young men's lives turn totally around to where you talk to them later. And, you know, when they came, you, you said, well, when you came, you were a little bit kind of uh, kind of reserved and you didn't say a whole lot. And, you know, you've really kind of changed. And in some instances, you did with those guys and, and – you talk to them and they go, you know, I was so close. If, if there had been any way at, at a point that I could have committed suicide, I probably would have. And mm. yet because of, of people and opportunities to get out, and particularly in the outdoors, and, uh, you know, they said my life has totally been turned around. And, and I think that's one of the really important things that guys like you and I and old friends like Jim Zumbo and, and a bunch of other people who've been in the outdoors for a long time, have been able to do with with some of the wounded warriors and and even those uh, the, the first responders there at 9/11. I mean, they went they got out into the field and had the opportunity to hunt or to do some fishing and spend some time with you know people like themselves and then others who really cared for them. It just has made such a great difference. And some instances, some of those guys I've talked to, particularly some of our our wounded warriors that came in and they go, oh, my gracious, you know, this is absolutely fantastic. And you visit with them a little bit, and they go, well, when I came in, I was really kind of kind of reserved about all this, didn't know that I was going to be able to do this. And even to a point to where some of me visit with them, I said, you know, if there was a way that I could have committed suicide in one time, I probably would have. And yet once you get them in the outdoors and give them the opportunity to spend a little time with with other people and, you know, experience the outdoors and find out that they can really still hunt and fish and something they really enjoy doing, it just turns their life totally around. It really does. It's, it's, it's incredible therapy what, uh, what, the, what the, the outdoors and God's creation does for all of us, and especially those that, uh, boy, they could really use a little peace and quiet and time in a deer blinder on the bow of a boat uh, and with some folks that they can trust. You mentioned our friend Jim Zumbo. He was one of the first to, I'm not going to say that he was one of the first to take care of our, our wounded, but he was one of the first to put them in the limelight. And uh, he was doing television way back when and and took himself out of the spotlight. He was no longer the hunter. He made these guys, these heroes, the hunter. And that was a really big deal. You know what it really was? Jim is such a very special person in so many different ways. And, and you're right. He did. He, he's done so much for the, our guys who served in the military and got wounded and, you know, and thankfully made it home and, and, uh, really put a totally different spin to their lives. 
he, he's done that across North America, actually. And, and uh, as you mentioned, he started putting those guys on TV, and, and he kind of he kind of became the, 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 the guy in the background that uh, kind of uh, stoked the fire occasionally and cooked a meal for him and those kind of things. And, he, again, I just can't say enough about him. He's just such a very special person. Yep, he sure is. Uh, we all have special memories, and I'm going to ask you for, for one uh, 9-11 bonder or military person that really touched you, but I've got to tell you about mine first. We uh, we were both uh, out in the Gulf of Mexico, and, and we had a lot of uh, paralyzed veterans of America with us. Uh, and we were way out deep by the rigs and uh, trying to catch snapper. And, we had a, and I wondered, how is this going to work? These guys, uh, you know, many of them paralyzed from from the chest down. They have no use of their their arms or or legs. And uh, through technology, we were able to equip these guys with fishing poles where they'd puff and sip, puff to let line out, sip, reel it in with their mouth. And uh, there wasn't a dry eye on the boat, Larry, when a, a gentleman there caught his first fish using that technology in 26 years and won big fish of the boat and took home the jackpot money for that day as well. But we were all <laughs> circled around him. We put our down and we were cheering as he brought one up from the deep and uh, he had tears in his eyes. His wife was just hysterical as he caught his first fish in, in a quarter century uh, out there on that boat that day. It, it does a lot when they, just catch a fish or spend time out like that. It's amazing. It, it truly does. One of the guys that comes to mind, it was a young man. His name was Matt. And we were doing a, a deer hunt in New Mexico in a high fence place where they could take more than one mule deer. And he showed up, and he was he just kind of by himself. His, he, the only way that he could come, his mother had to come with him so she could treat his wounds while he was there. That was a special thing, that the uh, only way that we could allow him to be there. He was allowed to be there, and so... He shows up, and I start messing with him. I mean, I treated him like I would a dear old friend who we've been joking with each other for a long time. And, and uh finally got him. He kind of came out of it a little bit and got him onto a deer, and I, he had to wait a long time. So I started messing with him about that. You know, you got to wait and all this. And I said, man, you've got ice water in your veins instead of blood. I can't believe you've you know, <laughs> got the patience to do this. And he shoots the deer, and he's really happy. And we get back to camp, and, and – uh uh, go through the whole thing. Mom treats his wounds, all those kind of things. We get out the next day, and uh, th- there was an old management buck that the rancher said, Larry, if y'all see this one, go ahead and shoot him. And he's a heck of a deer. We get out there, and Matt shoots him, and uh, oh, now he is out there. We've got him in the track, Jared. He's he's almost beating us out to the deer, and we get back to the camp, and, and that evening, we're getting ready to have dinner. And uh, all of a sudden, we look around. Matt's not there, and it, all of a sudden, his mom goes, oh, my God, where's Matt? Where's Matt? You know, and, so she runs back to his room, and he's back there uh, as, as he walks in. As she walks in, she says, Mom, I don't need you anymore. And, and I tear up when I talk about it. But uh, uh, so she, he totally turned around. I mean, he was to the point. He told me later, he said, Larry, he said, he said I thought very seriously about taking that gun and committing suicide until we did the hunt. He said, now I cannot mm-hmm. wait to go on my next hunt and fish the You're a special friend. I appreciate you, and I appreciate you sharing your your close memories with us today on this 9-11 anniversary. Larry, uh, I don't know when it'll be, but I know for sure I'll talk to you on opening morning of deer season in the dark from my blind. (laughs) 
<laughs> no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I'm looking forward to it already. I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the time we have together in this camp house each week and invite you back next time around. Till then, may God bless you and your bunch. Woo!